Hello Formula 1 fans and welcome back to F1 in focus. We are the only Formula 1 podcast that brings you one show a week, but also we're a Hamilton fan and a Mark Verstappen fan, an Englishman and a Dutch. You can very much get along in the wonderful world of Formula 1. My name is John and today we'll be talking about the Japanese Grand Prix and we look a little bit forward to the Qatar Grand Prix, which we'll discuss in much more detail next week. With me is the man, the myth, the legend, the man with the best hair in the business. It's none other than James Hazel. Hello. Hey, How are you doing? <laughs> I'm quite all right. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. Uh, other than just being very, very tired, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah that's because of the early wake up, ain't it? Uh, yeah, let's, let's put it down to that. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I switched to Japanese time over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I like these early mornings. Seven o'clock, six o'clock your time, I guess, right? Something like that? Yeah, it was six, yeah. yeah. I think uh, it's pretty perfect time, at least for someone that has kids. It's like, okay, yeah, kids still I'll sit here, take a cup of coffee. You know what? Let me get a little bit of a sandwich. Do something. <laughs> I'll take a cookie as well because nobody can steal it from me. And I'm just going to watch on Formula One with my headset on so nobody wakes up. Actually... Could get used to it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I uh last twenty minutes was uh, um was a rack fest though because the kids were awake. But hey, that's a nah. different story. Yeah. <laughs> James, if you would summarize this Japanese Grand Prix, how would you summarize it in one sentence? Uh back to your regular uh, regularly scheduled Formula One programming, I guess, <laughs> for this season. Just back to normal. We kind of figured it would be. Uh, not the most entertaining race, I don't think. It was all right, but yeah, it, it, it was just pretty much run of the mill race for 2023. So, why did you turn back the technical directive? Why did you unnerve Red Bull? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, they were never nerfed. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think anyone seriously thought that they were. There was maybe, you know, casual watchers that were hoping maybe they would, or just people that maybe don't like Red Bull or Max, hoping that they'd start suffering. But are there people not liking Max? Never. Heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, otherwise, otherwise it was yeah. I, I don't think that was ever going to happen, was it? From that directive. No. Do we want to do some statements concerning yeah, the race? Let's get into those, yeah. All right, let's start with this one. I think Logan Sargent should get a contract for life. He brings some spectacle and it's good for the rate TV ratings. And I definitely, we could do like a, a Logan Sargent bingo to see which parts of his car he loses first. Really? Yeah. Fourth crash in five races, I think. Is he now topping the charts for most accidents this yes. season? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, most damage, I should say. You, you, you. In our predictions, you backed Sergeant mm. to be the most like incident prone, and yeah. I went with Stroll. And obviously, they are the two most incident prone. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think Sergeant is maybe uh, currently winning I, that. I have the list here. Um, this isn't. Oh, I thought I had the list here. This is an old list. I'll get this. I get the the new list very shortly. Um, but yeah, oh, this is the list. But this, this is actually prior to, um, yeah, this is prior to 
Japanese, Japan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Logan Sargent, Lancel, and Sergio Perez costing their teams over two million. This is part of the cost budget. Mm -hmm. More than two million so far. And I think Checo broke some wings. <laughs> he was doing a Red Bull. He gave wings to everyone. Yeah, he broke uh, two in them, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, Sergeant just, I don't know what he was doing. He, no. Uh, the, I don't the, even the, ac- the accident qualifying, I can almost forgive him a little bit for that. He just tried to keep his foot in. He's, he, he lost grip coming out of the final corner and he kept his foot down. And... Uh, What's his name? James Fowles for uh, for Williams said that up until that point, he was within like a hundredth of Albon's time. So he was setting a pretty good lap. True. But you need to finish the lap for it to be a good lap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the point, eh? <laughs> and he just risked it for a biscuit and, uh, yeah, into the wall he goes. I got unfortunate, but yeah. I, I, like I say, I can almost forgive him for that because he was on for a very good lap by William's standards, or even by his standard, because to be that close to Albon is pretty unusual for him. So true. Um, but the race incidents, especially that one with Bottas, like just yeah, just oh, very disappointing just for him. Um, he sergeant. $2.794 million so far before this weekend started. Yeah. Stroll 2.29 and Sergio Perez 2.10. I think well, Checo is now second in the <laughs> Based on the state of Sargent's car at the end of qualifying or the end of his qualifying, I suspect that's going to... No one's going to beat him this year anymore. It's going to scope a substantial amount <laughs> when that gets factored in. Yeah, because that car was a bit of a wreck. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, but, um, it's a waste with the bridge I wanted to make is of course Lawson. It's not going to be part of the grid next year. Unless no. Williams wants to take him for one year on loan. Should they? Uh, I, 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 I don't know about this because Lawson would obviously be, he'd be good for the team even if it's just for a year, because he's obviously a good driver and probably help them with gathering points, assuming they're in a points scoring position next year. Um, but they know that they don't get to keep him. They're only, they're only going to be borrowing him for a year if they went down that route. Yeah. Do they want that? Do they want to try and find another driver that they can kind of adopt into the team as a long-term teammate for Albon and kind of nurture another young driver so I you think Sargent's out for Devon literally now he has to be I think <laughs> well yeah I don't I, 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 I you know so, he's still does he, stroll but hey. yeah well <laughs> strolls kind of got plot armor in the, in the fact that <laughs> so, his dad runs the team so his <laughs> dad pays the bill, so I, I, I guess there's that. Yeah, but um, Sergeant, I, 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 be, I mean, he's the only seat remaining that's not yeah. signed up now, isn't it? 
No silly season this summer, though. Nah, it's been disappointing. Especially, wasn't it last year we had a crazy silly season, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, well, um, not going to happen. Not this year, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I I think he's probably out, but I just I don't know who's going to take that seat in his place. So. Well, I think it's going to be Drogovic, or yeah. they have to take Lawson. Yeah, I just, I, I doubt they take Lawson just for the reason that it'd only be for a year and then they're surrendering yeah. back to a, a, another team. I think you're right. I don't, I, I mean, as much as Lawson might help Williams, do they, do Williams want to help Red Bull or Alpha Tower, depending on where he ends up? Probably not. No, I think you're right. I think it's also safe to say Danny Rick got his contracts signed for one and a half year before he broke his wrist, right? Or his hand. Yeah, rumor is he actually got signed um, at the British GP. Yeah, which uh, makes also the, takes the pressure off now. So that's why yeah, Lawson could just safely take take the wheel for a couple of. Yeah, I think maybe I'm, at least one more race just to be safe with him. Yeah, that's the rumor that he's that there is no rush for him to jump back into the car because he's not fighting for his position in the team because it's already locked in. So. Oh. That's, that's a good thing though because he doesn't want to be rushing back from an injury like that on his wrist it might might potentially make it worse uh, true just heal up stay safe Daniel alright yeah. we're sure um, so statement one we should sign large Logan Sargent for, the, for his life that's definitely you know, not going to happen no uh, although it does it, we need someone like a Latifi or Sargent somewhere on the line on this year, we just have three. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's always Perez. <laughs> Shall we talk about that <laughs> elephant in the room? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. All right. Um, statement number two, James. So, like, Checo just has to go. There's not, not a word. He's driver for Red Bull. If they apply pressure on Red Bull next year, which McLaren seems to be doing just fine, then... Um, Red Bull's in trouble if they keep him. Yeah. Um, and look at the jump that uh, Aston Martin made coming into this season. Uh, you know, if, if it's the, the curve, of the development curve always eventually flattens out. The faster you go in, the harder it is to find more speed. Mm-hmm. So... I don't expect Red Bull to be another second faster next season. I'd be surprised nope. if they can make that sort of time up over the summer. They don't need to, though. <laughs> well, they don't need to, but another team could make up a second. True. Um, obviously, McLaren's made a big jump midway through this season. Aston Martin made a big jump coming into this season. Um yeah, and you know you can never really count out Mercedes or really Ferrari. So yeah, there's a lot of potential maybe for a bit of a shakeup into next season. I think Red Bull will stick with Perez until they know where they are with the rest of the field next season. I think yeah, I think if the start of the season proves that. Maybe it's a bit more like 2022 where Ferrari actually can steal a win. And it doesn't have to be Ferrari. It could be any other team. 
if they, if they're in a position where they're not guaranteed to be winning every race and they're not guaranteed to tie up the constructors championship and the drivers championship with ease, I suspect Perez will get shuffled around, probably down to Alpha Tauri to make space for Yuki or Danny Ricciardo. Let's get lost in it then. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they'd rather get him out, but it, it it depends on like contract clauses and stuff like that, and if they can afford to pay him out and stuff like that. No, you can like do a Nick the Freeze. You can have his contract signed, but you don't put him into a car, right? Uh, well, his I think contract's that, probably a bit better sealed. But yeah, still. exactly, it it uh, it's going to depend very much on the contract because, um. I mean, normally both parties have some sort of clause in their contract. Like someone might have a clause to leave the team early if they underperform, and the team might have a clause to boot them out early if the driver underperforms. So maybe they'd be able to play that card based on this season. I don't know. I don't really know the ins and outs of the contracts. Uh, No one really does, other than the drivers and the management for the drivers and the team. So... um. But my guess would be, at the very least, Perez stays where he is, and if they have another season like this season, it's fine because he can probably finish second in the championship, and if not, he can probably do enough to help them secure the constructors' championship with Max winning it. And is that so, though? Currently, six hundred and twenty-three points for Red Bull, four hundred scored for Max from there. Mm-hmm. Sure, 400 is more than the next team has on his own. So, yeah. yes, Max could win this on his own. Yep. But Jacko is not that certain he's going to finish second this year even. Well, not the moment, um, especially after a result like Japan. 33-point difference between Sergio uh, and Hamilton. Lewis. Yeah. Um, That's not- I mean, Ham- Hamilton didn't have a great race this, this weekend. Uh, Mercedes just didn't seem to do very well in Japan but yeah I mean if he if he carries on with this this poor run that he's having and a bit of a slump he's in then that mm. P2 is at risk Qatar is the track that would be you, embarrassing you just, yeah Qatar is a track where you can't where you could not finish as well right yeah yeah so uh, yeah holding my hand and he, his confidence must be shattered did you see like Red Bull of course got world champion now as a constructor, did you see the face on Checo? Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, the saddest thing I've ever seen in Formula 1, honestly, isn't Lando, or isn't uh, <laughs> Fernando sitting on the chair and waving at, his, at the crowd. It's Checo sitting in his 46 minutes pit stop, watching Max do his pit stop and setting the fastest lap. Yeah. That was the shot of the, the year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, that just kind of sums the year up to some extent. I mean, to be fair, Perez hasn't, it's not like he's had loads of DNFs. This is the first time a Red Bull has DNFed all season. Yes. Um, but it's it, 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 it's just been completely outclassed, outperformed. He pointed off a Haas. Yeah. He pointed off a Williams last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. That's no shining star anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, and this is what I said this before. This was frustrates me then. I look at, and guys like Lawson not getting a chance, and then I like, like Jack being there. It's like unbelievable. 
seeing everyone else have a pretty clear fight with each other, right? All teammates sort of being on the same level, which is a different thing to take into consideration again. We'll talk about Lewis and George in a minute, I think. And we've spoken about um, Carlos and um, Charles, of course, in uh, Monza. Sometimes it's really tough to manage that, but at least doesn't have that, right? But it's also yeah, yeah. Max doesn't have any backup on strategies. It's a good thing he can win this race alone. Like he devastated everyone. Well, that's it. He's, but... in a situ- he's in a situation at the moment where he doesn't need backup. But and I don't think this going well, it, it, it doesn't matter for the rest of the season. He could probably just not race. Well, he can. He can not race for the rest of the season. And he'll still win the championship because Perez would need to win everything. And he won't because Perez can't. That's true. I actually didn't realize he can become world champion by taking race. five points in sprint race or six points. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have a world champion on, on the Saturday. Yeah. And there seems to be a bit of a fuss being made about that. But I, I, nah, that's, he's I, like, I, okay, I, I we'll, we'll just, it, get, but... we just get drunk and we'll wear sunglasses on. So, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's also this like, <laughs> it's going to be the first driver to win the championship, um, not in a Grand Prix. That true, that's like well, that's that's guaranteed to happen when you start giving out points on a Saturday, and in twenty years' time, there's probably going to be quite a few championships yeah. that are being determined that way. So it's not really, I don't see why that's such a big deal to be honest. But it's anyway. just a different vibe getting it in a forty-five yeah. minute race. Yeah, it's I, 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 I mean, Max, Max isn't going to care. He wins a championship either way. Red Bull isn't going to care. They win a championship either way. Max is going to be five little bit, still. So. Yeah, it may be a little bit anticlimactic being a... Fits his world race, championship but... so far. Yeah. In Japan last year wasn't actually a big celebration either. Oh, right? No, that was kind of a... <laughs> wait, we won it, what? Yeah. You won it? No, I didn't want it. Half points. No, you didn't get full points. No, you just sit on this giant chair as if you're a king and we'll tell you that you won. Like mm. This is awkward. But... um. But then again, I checked, I was looking back at some things from last year and I saw the f- race five and I saw Max Stop standing in fifth with Leclerc standing in the first, almost 50 points ahead. It's like, oh, that yeah. was just a year ago. Yeah. So things can change pretty fast, Formula One anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A- anything anything can happen between now and next season. So, Yeah. Do you think we drive sim together, right? Do yep. you think you ever go across the line raising a middle finger towards your team because I overtook you? Uh, <laughs> poor Gasly. Is it poor Gasly, though? So a if you bit, haven't followed it, let's just quickly explain what happened here. Right? Um, Gasly overtook Ocon early in the race. Well, actually, asked the to let him pass uh, because I think he's had a bit of bigger fighting chance. And to be fair, Ocon did. He let him pass. Mm-hmm. Then in the last lap, they said to uh, Gasly, Gasly, let Ocon pass, give him the position back. They were ninth and 10th, right? Yeah. For the team, it doesn't matter. Uh, and he said, no, 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 no. So this is an order. You have to do this. And they left them at the last moment. He left Ocon ba- pass and then went totally nuts. Like, like he lost the world title, nuts. Like someone slept with his girlfriend, nuts. He had, they had to blur out everything he said on the radio. Plus he waved his middle finger. 
around <laughs> around the whole track. Yeah. Because he lost out of one point for Ocon. The thing is, Gasly says we didn't make any of these agreements. I didn't know I had to let him pass. Often it's a common thing to do, honestly. But apparently there's a lot of pitch communication in the team. And even with Otman gone, that didn't help. <laughs> well, that's the problem. He wasn't told when when he was told that Ocon was going to let him past. He wasn't told if you don't pass the car in front, you've got to let, let Ocon back past. No. But Ocon was told that. He was told, let Gasly pass, and if he doesn't get past Alonso in front, um, he's going to give the place back to you. So Ocon lets him pass because he thinks, well, it's good for the team, and if it's not, I get my position back. And Gasly goes past thinking, well, I'm just gaining a position here. And to be fair, Ocon and Gasly... Uh, to have the best reputation for fighting with their teammates. With each other either. Uh, especially not with <laughs> each other because, you know, they've been enemies in the past. Um, so if I'm if I'm Gasly, I'm thinking, I'm currently the faster car. They're doing this to avoid us fighting each other and slowing each other down and potentially having a problem. So... To then say to Gasly with like one lap remaining, yeah, you you actually need to allow our comeback past. I can completely understand why he's so annoyed about that. I don't think he at any point had the pace to catch Alonso, but he was gaining on Ocon slowly. Um, and if Ocon's tyres deteriorated and dropped off the cliff, similar to a bunch of cars that we saw over the weekend, um, then you know Gasly's right on this tail, either being held up while they're fighting each other or just then getting past him on track anyway. So I think from Gasly's point of view, he's probably looking at it thinking, well, I was going to overtake him anyway. Yeah. So why do I now have to give the position back? Because I would have just passed him anyway. Exactly. I didn't agree yeah. to this. So that's why I, that's a little bit why I say poor Gasly, because I think really that was a completely avoidable situation and all they've done is annoyed certainly one of their drivers um, and just continued with creating a bad atmosphere in the team. But James, although I completely agree with everything you said, right? You can't blame this on Ocon. You can't blame no. this on Gosling, right? I think uh, that's all, all you, you stated it perfectly. But if you are Gosling and you get pulled one like this, you don't go waving around your middle finger over track and go on live television, go nuts. You can be frustrated. You can choose uh, to ignore it. Probably or you doesn't. can do the old-fashioned Max Verstappen tactic in Brazil saying, uh, we'll talk about this afterwards, I'm not going to do it. Or I'm doing it, but we'll definitely be talking about it afterwards. And then you talk like a normal yeah, human. As you do have a certain, like a certain responsibility, I think. And this... Is bad for the team. Maybe. Because if they um, fight for points later on in the year or they fight like next year, they have a good car, this will escalate and this will always come be pushing back be pushed back. Oh yeah, this 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 will not be forgotten by Gasly. Um nor by Ocon. He thought he got the finger. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is Gasly's Gasly has always been the kind of driver that wears his heart on his sleeve. And he is very animated and he does get emotional. 
And to be um, fair, Ocon can be very frustrating. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, you can you can almost forgive Gasly for the stuff he says and the actions he did because he's just that kind of character, and you, everyone knows that. So, you know, him throwing his finger up in the the, the pit wall or his teammate or whoever. I don't read too much into that, and I don't think the team probably reads too much into that because they know that he's also in the heat of the moment. You know, he's yeah, full of adrenaline race in Formula One car. It's like what Vettel said when he uh, years ago now, like three or four years ago or something, when he was trying to stick up for the bees. No, <laughs> I think he was sticking up for Hamilton, or it was, there was some press yeah, conference yeah, yeah, that yeah. someone asked. Hamilton a question and Vettel was just like, I'm going to answer this. We say things in the heat of the moment, which we immediately regret when we calm down. And he said, like, if you, you know, one of his examples was if you mic'd up a football player, they're not oh, exactly fair, talking nice about... Or me playing FIFA. Yeah, yeah they're not enough. exactly talking nicely when they're shown a yellow card and stuff like that. Or whatever it was he said exactly. So, you know... It's good for television, hey? Ways, but yeah, they all they all get worked up. Um, talk, can I do that little bridge? Talk about worked up. Yeah. Can we talk about George Lewis? Can we talk about George Lewis? Okay. I, <laughs> I wondered if we were going to go to Alonso. <laughs> and Alonso, Alonso. The first. Let's talk about Alonso first. This was the first time Alonso say something negative thing about Austin Martin. Second time he Second. got annoyed in Singapore as well. True. And he uh, talked about the car being garbage. Although the car ended up. It turned out the car, car had damage. So true. It's well, a very gone... slow car, anyways, on straights from the day one in this season. Yeah, right? but it was a fast car overall. You remember the start of the but season. Every, everyone else was like, like McLaren was very slow, right? Ferrari hmm. was slower. Mercedes was just broken bad. So hmm. I think the car actually hasn't degenerated that badly, or hasn't been growing that tremendously but all the other teams catched up and i don't think i think that's yeah. the natural fact of the biggest team just catching up and i think it's not necessarily austin martin not doing the good job uh, and not a good job i think they just started off really well while some just dropped the ball completely and i think that's a little bit yeah. of a that's, that I, shows a little I, bit of a misperspective there can i just say that i called this <laughs> you did you did <laughs> i uh, i could see this coming a mile away uh, and I called it in. You say they dropped off. You yeah, say I they couldn't that, keep I, up I, with performance. But... I said that um, that team has never had a history or shown an ability to keep up with the development race that goes on during the season. And that's sure. exactly what's happened this year. Um, but Alonso has gone from starting the season declaring the car um, beautiful to drive or however his wording was. It was. Um, but the, well, the problem is it's still basically the same car because they haven't changed much on it. And that's why they are now a slower car. So the car's no different to drive. It's just all the other cars are a little bit better to drive. But yeah, it's, it's annoying though. If you drive, you can win race. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can win race at the start of the year, if not for Max being yep. there. Yes. Second, four times, three times. Yeah, and he's probably looking at it thinking, oh, uh, you know, the start of the season, Max and Perez fairly close together. He almost together. won Zandford. Let's not forget that. He almost yeah. won Zandford as well. All he needed was one Red Bull mishap and he yeah. wins a race this season. Uh, he didn't get it. 
And then you uh, go into Monza and they just drive past you since, like you're not there. And yeah. you go into Japan and you're like, I used to take these 130R uh, and spoon with a lot more speed and I'm not yeah. driving. And it gets overtaken in spoon. How many times? You, you kept count, I think. <laughs> a spoon was like three or four times, yeah. yeah. And then he finally managed to get one back doing the exact same thing uh, to them or to somebody that had been happening to him pretty much all race, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's because, well, that was partly his tyres as well. I mean, he complained on the radio that he'd been pitted too early and he'd, what did he say, he'd been... He was early, though. Thrown the heart, to the lines, the I think he, his wording was. It was quite early. Uh, and then he just, he had no traction. And his his problem with being overtaken in Spoon was that he had no traction coming out of the hairpin leading up to Spoon. Driving against all mediums for all the teams surpassing him, though. Yeah. That's also a bad strategy, I think. That was fair to call. So. Yeah. But it, it's, it's kind of classic Fernando. Like, whenever, when, when everything's looking good, he's, he's very happy and praising the team. And as soon as it... As soon as it starts to go the wrong way, it does start getting vocal on the radio. Um, you know, so funny. Aston Martin need to deliver next season, or I think that team is going to end up being the new Alpine. Because Ooh. Alonso, the problem is Alonso <laughs> has that reputation and he brings that almost toxicity with him sometimes. That's just part of the Alonso Well, package. once they get the Honda engine in 26, there's no he way he's in the team anyway. So He won't be in the team in 26, <laughs> I think, no. So we'll see about that later on. No. Done. Yep. Lewis Hamilton thrown out his elbows to keep George from overtaking him. We had a fight yeah. on track. We have to say, though, the first couple of laps on this were good racing. There's a lot of overtakes, a lot of fight incidents happening all over the place. Max yeah. almost could overtake him by two McLarens. Almost, like really tiny. But they also knew, like, nah. hey, it's Max. He's not going <laughs> to let him go. Uh, and, uh, um, and a very good fight or very good driving between the two McLarens as well. Very good drive between the two, both Ferraris, I think, as well. We had, but I think the best, the, the most exciting fight we've seen was both of the Mercedes going head-to-head. And attention that brought, again... There's a lot to manage in that team, though. What do you think? Um, I think Russell is not as fast as Hamilton. That's what I think. And I think I think Russell... I mean, I'm a Hamilton fan here, so mm-hmm. there's going to be an element of bias. I'll, still, I'll try to stay neutral. But you've got to look at the championship at the moment. Hamilton is fighting for second in the championship, potentially. Does that matter, really? Probably not. I don't think Mercedes care whether Hamilton finishes second or third in the championship. But they are also fighting Ferrari in the championship. And I think the problem at the start... Pardon? Just 20-point difference still. Oh, it's close, yeah. I think the problem at the start of the race was the lack of Toto Wolf at this race. That was uh, a problem because, for the news articles as well. Because, well, maybe. Because Russell shouldn't have been attacking Hamilton. 
And then to come onto the radio later on and say, are we fighting each other or are we fighting everyone else? What are we doing? And questioning. Like, yeah. he, made, he made the attack on Hamilton first. And Hamilton kind of revealed his hand at that point when uh, Russell made an uh, overtake on him. Hamilton got back past him pretty much immediately on the main straight and then pulled about a second on him in a lap. And then within a, th- a few laps, he was like three or four seconds ahead. But then his tyres went off before Russell's. Yeah. And Hamilton has quite a strong reputation for managing his tyres and being good with his tyres and even complaining about his tyres when he then goes on to set the fastest lap in days of old. So, like, they had absolutely no need to be fighting each other. Russell instigated that by making that pass on him for really no reason. Um, And then fortunately for Mercedes, Russell made a call for plan B. I'm assuming plan B was the one-stop strategy that he moved on to. Yeah, that's what move. And it didn't work at all. And it was never going to work. And I was getting very frustrated with the British commentary. There were, like, there's one point, because on the radio, I think they're they talking, uh, Norris's team was talking to, or his, Norris's teammate, uh, engineer was talking to him and saying, oh, we're, we're Russell, we think Russell's doing a one-stop. We're fighting with Russell. Look after your tyres. I thought, how, how are they fighting with each other? If Norris does a stop and he comes out five seconds behind Russell, it's done. He's going to pass Russell in two laps because he's going to have such a pace advantage on brand yeah. new tyres. We've already seen that all race long. And the British commentary like hooked onto that and just kept talking about how Russell was potentially finishing second. And where'd he finish? He finished seventh. Like that strategy was never going to work on a high degradation circuit as we had. This no, it's the, like the hardest on the tire, right? Yeah, everyone knew it's going to be a two-stopper. Exactly, uh, and nobody else tried it. I think so. Nope. So, um, and then trying to make his usual little <laughs> strategy calls. Oh no, no, don't overtake me. Uh, stay in DRS. And Lewis was catching Hamilton. Uh, Lewis was catching Russell at nearly two seconds lap at one point. Science was catching on, uh, gaining on Hamilton. That entire idea of Hamilton staying behind Russell, they sh- Russell should have just let Hamilton straight through. I mean, fortunately, Science didn't pass him, but he was within a second of him when they finished. Um, the, it, Mercedes were kind of lucky this weekend, I think. This weekend could have gone drastically wrong for them. Yeah. And that's because they don't, they didn't have... As much as, I mean, I know you're not a massive fan of Toto Wolf, and there are well, people who don't like him, but he is a good team principal, and he yeah. would have called the shots there, and he would have. You know, he would have I, like, I don't like his uh, stirring. Well, like I, I really, <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I really don't like the fact that uh, what they said about uh, Mox's records and stuff. Yeah, and that's just. Um, I don't even have find a word for it, but I think. That's that's not proper sportsmanship. Put it like that, because if Lewis does it, it's exactly the same. They had um, they had a very good drive for themselves, and I've got nothing but respect for it. But I've never heard Horner, who's a pretty good stirrer as well of the brown stuff, 
but it's a PG-13 show, so we're not going to mention it. But he never said it's not worth a mention or for Wikipedia, stuff like that. So that's the part I hate. And I think he's really good. And you've seen that on Netflix, but, you know, to, to the politics, trying to change the rules and stuff, which is something I really hate, trying to change things during the season. That's my reason why I'm not a massive fan of Total Wolf. I am, however, very much appreciative and I can very much respect the way how he controls the team, how he deals with a star like Lewis for so many years, right? Yeah. How he sets up the teammates, how he does with the talents, how he puts the drivers who are in his pool. He's, of course, also an agent, right? How he puts those drivers into teams and they perform usually as well. Those things yeah. I can only say, like, he and um, I think Vassar is also a great principle. We have to see how it does at Ferrari, but it used to be. But uh, it is Toto and Horner who are, like, showing the world how that job has to be done, right? Mm-hmm. So I won't disrespect any of them. But that, but just one, I don't hate the man. No, I don't hate anyone, by the way. But it's more that I find that a little bit of pity. It's put like that. Yeah. But definitely, he would have called like, "Hey, this is Toto Lewis, just pass him, and yeah, uh, just take put your head down. We know it's a shit car. He said that before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just drive stuff like that. Just, he just nips that yeah. in the butt, right? The 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 problem Mercedes had this weekend was basically George doing what he's done multiple times this season and last season, where he starts trying to be the strategist like the strategist on the circuit <laughs> and then trying to make false calls or make calls that are only good for him and not good for the team and he's he's done that a bunch of times and i i don't dislike him as a driver but i'm i it, he's it, he's he's just the young blood trying to maybe cement himself and try and trying to emulate Hamilton maybe in some ways, I don't know, but he's he's not at that level. And he's like, he's fighting for a seat, least. but they know he's safe. Well, he's he's just buying the time for a year or two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'll be the um, number one in the Mercedes if you just he will eventually, don't but act up. The, the <laughs> problem, the, well, the other thing though is if he never beats Hamilton, but then he ends up in a situation, you know, where he's potentially winning championships or winning races or whatever after Hamilton's left. Then he's maybe kind of got that hanging over his head. Um, I, to be fair, I mean, he beat him last season, but he won a race last season as well, right? Yeah, there's a bit of a caveat to that, but yeah, I think he just wants to. He just wants to beat Hamilton. This season, it's obviously not going to happen. Um. But yeah, it's it just it feels yeah. a little bit like he's des- too desperate. Yeah, it's like uh, I want to show everyone that I can do this, but yeah, everyone's like, "Mate, we know you can do this." Take yeah, he's time. trying to hard, fine, yeah. mate, you know. Yeah. And uh, well, well, let's leave George there. I want to applaud so- someone as well. Two guys actually. Okay. Well, three guys. I'm quite honest, but uh, first one, Lawson. We spoke about him at the start. Yep. Impressive though, three races now in. Well done. Again, he didn't make yeah. the points, 11th, I think. Yeah, P11, yeah. It's uh, 
very very impressive it is yeah so uh, i mean it, like you could you could look at it and say oh, i only finished p11 but then you, all you can all you can ever do talked about this before is compared to a teammate and he beat his teammate so yeah you know he is i think they were very close together actually by the end weren't they but he is, and their lap times were very, very similar. So, but that in itself is an achievement and is worth praising him about because he hasn't done many miles in a Formula One car, especially compared to Sonoda, who's in his third season this year, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and he's matching him in three races, four races, wherever it's been. So, yeah. Yeah, just that is it's really good. It's it's really, really impressive. Um and it's a shame that he is probably going to be sitting out next season. Yeah. Unless Red Bull do any shuffling. And Red Bull do do shuffling, so <laughs> there is potential. Um second one. Oscar Piastri. Yep. This race has shown that he's definitely not capable yet of fighting Lando on track. And Stywer is going too hard, I think. He's has yeah. missing that experience a little bit. But there's a couple of things I like. He's now out qualifying Lando at times. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not talking over the radio, saying I got a pass or anything like that. He's fighting yeah. a little bit on that moment where like, maybe he should let him pass. But that's also, they should have got a, um, they should have given him a, um, just the more I think that this order that's passed, then it was clear. Um, because you don't have to take his feelings into consideration just yet, I think. Yeah, uh, but still, uh, podium, uh, pretty fast, really stable, not making any crazy mistakes. Um, I think it's really, really impressive. And yeah, the other one we I have to mention is that Lando is on a very high level lately, yeah, extremely high. He's with the well, sciences yeah. there now. Yeah. Um, i got to admit, at the start of the season, even before we saw that McLaren had a pretty garbage car to start of the season, and even when they made improvements, it, I don't think at the beginning of the season I would have expected Piastri to be finishing ahead of Leclerc at certain Grand Prix, which he's now... Managed to achieve certainly this race. Uh, so Piastri, it's just it's just very impressive. Uh, wasn't this? The, there's some stat on this, wasn't there? It was the first rookie on the was it rookie on the podium or rookie on the front row since Hulkenberg? Yeah, something like that. Um, which is pretty good. Uh, I mean, obviously that depends on. You know, any any rookie could potentially do that if they're fortunate enough to end up in a good car, which Piastri has managed to achieve because this uh, the start of the season it didn't look like it was going to be that way, and it is now. Um, but then you've got to make the most of what you got as well, which he's definitely doing. Yeah, uh, and Norris is just yeah, Nor- Norris is driving really well as well. Um, that that team just seems to be firing on all cylinders at the moment and I hope that they can carry that through into next season 
And yeah. I hope Lando wins a race soon because he has now got the most points of any driver without winning a race. So he now, he now needs to win a race and remove himself from that list. <laughs> I hope he wins a race. He will do eventually. I pretty, it's pretty much guaranteed at this point. Uh, uh, once he if it's not with McLaren, it might be in a few years' time if he leaves McLaren. Yeah, when he comes into the Red Bull. And last but not least, I have to say, though, Max Verstappen, flawless. Uh, yeah. He yeah. was motivated, wasn't he? He was. Uh, he'd apparently said that he was going to win this race by 20 seconds, and he basically did. 19.3. Um, yeah, and he had, a, <laughs> he had a very good qualifying. Uh, it was just, like, like I said, the start of the race, the house start of this episode, it's just uh, it's back to regular scheduled programming, I think, for, for Max. The blip has, has been and gone, <laughs> and we're just back to regular 2023. Where Max is just on another level, so yeah, yeah, it's um, it was impressive though. The qualifying seven tenth, yeah, yeah, and then uh, Perez didn't qualify second. <laughs> oh, that's the biggest thing, right? The change, the the difference is so so huge in qualifying as well, yeah. and that's where I'm like I'm finding uh, Piastri impressive that since he closed that gap basically. With uh, with Norris lately, he's yeah. beat him or being very close, like within a tent or something. So I'm like, mm, yeah, that's how it should be. They might get a trouble problem later on in the road as well. But um, yeah, I'm uh, positively uh, enjoying what some of these guys going on and showing their teeth now. And yeah. if you look how close everything is, man, it's uh, like if you. The constructors, Red Bull, don't mention Red Bull, but everyone else is really, really close, right? 20 points difference between Ferrari and McLaren and Mercedes. McLaren gaining. Um, the drivers itself, I think I have, I don't have a list in front of me, but there is little difference between two and four, I think. I'm looking at the driver standings now. It's Max, okay, 400, then it's Checo, 223. Hamilton 190, so that's a 33 point difference. Alonso 174, then 150 for Sainz, 135 for Leclerc, 115 for Norris, 115 for Russell. That's top seven of the two to seven. That's pretty close. So they won't overtake each other too much, though, but there can be some shifts there. And it's all yeah. teammates fighting each other, except for Alonso. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, the, well, the main ones, Leclerc and Science being quite close, uh, I think, because Le Leclerc will want to finish ahead of Science, and Science will want to finish ahead of Leclerc. Um, I think other than that, I suspect, well, I don't think positions will stay exactly as they are because Alonso is going to slip because he's not going to be making up the points that he was doing at the start of the season. I think Science and Leclerc have a potential to pass him Norris probably too far back at this point and Russell too far back and not getting the results that Norris is potentially getting so because uh, they're on the same points at the moment yeah uh, and after that it's it's kind of no man's land Piastri's just going to finish ninth 
I think where he is. But yeah, it is it is pretty close. But I, I don't know how much things are really going to change other than Alonso is probably going to slowly drop down. Then I would guess finish sixth. Uh, yeah, well, and Qatar probably won't perform that well. I'm afraid. No. Um, no. I think I think the Mexico one place, could he could actually do well, honestly. Maybe Interlagos probably as well. Uh, and obviously we've got. Um, Vegas this year, which the only thing we seem to know about that is that it's going to be cold. True. Uh, so that is, I mean, that could potentially be another spanner in the works for well for any team, let alone Red Bull, because it's such an unknown. I think. I think that's just Ferrari territory. If I look at the track line. <laughs> But then again, it's going to be four degrees when they drive, I heard, four degrees Celsius, something like that. It's going to be cold, yeah. It's going to be really cold. And I don't think I mean, that's, a, I mean, the, the, a Formula One car does well when cold. So the, the average temperature is going to be cold, but who knows what it's going to be like at the time, whether there's any kind of, you know, freak warmth or cold front could swing yeah. the temperature away from the average. Um it's going to be interesting with the tyres because circuit temperature is going to be very cold. Yeah. Uh, probably the coldest of any circuit this year. Ever. Oh, yeah. Maybe even. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a few we'll races away. Yeah, isn't yeah. It to look forward to. Looking into Qatar. Not this weekend though. You got a weekend off? Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not likely to make it happen. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say Mox gets the crown. Uh, there's, well, yeah. I mean, he, he could skip the race, and I think he still gets the crown there. <laughs> uh, skip the sprint. Oh, he gets it on the race. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The he's going to go up for everything, though, now. Yeah, he's probably, gonna, yeah. He just wants to win. So. Um, any bold predictions there? I think we won't get, we will get Lawson still, right? In Qatar, they said. I think so. That seems likely. So that's cool. One more chance to show yourself, but you did well. Yeah, Anything you're gonna... particularly forward to? Alpine's fighting each other there. We're going to take yeah. a more deep dive into the circuit next week, though. But... Yeah, maybe maybe the Alpine's fighting. Um, I'd hope that Lawson can, if, if this is going to be his final race of the season, hopefully he can score some points. That's what I'd like to see. Um, other than that, I'd just like to see some good Good fighting on track so yeah I, I'm not going to make any predictions other than that because we'll cover that next week exactly James any closing yep. thoughts no <laughs> alright see you next week my friend <laughs> yeah see you next week <laughs> bye bye bye